Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is missionary Luke Shelby, one of the missionaries that we support at Northwest Bible Baptist Church, and he stopped by the college campus to preach chapel and address our students, and we appreciate him also joining us on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you, David. I want to just give an introduction to our audience and just describe who you are and where you serve the Lord. You're a missionary in Kenya, Africa, for the last 24 years, and I wanted you just Give a brief description of what the last 24 years has been for your ministry and how maybe the direction that you thought you were going to go with your ministry and maybe how God has led it and developed it into what it is today. Well, when we first moved to the field, I knew I would be working with another missionary and trying to learn the language and the customs, culture, those kind of things to try mm-hmm. to help me be grounded more in the in the, the situation over there so I'm not, you know, causing any problems or hurting people or whatever and just, to, you know, try, trying to be a good testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ there. And uh, the Lord opened uh, the doors for me to do that. The missionary I went to work with actually left the field after I got there. So oh, I wow. basically worked with the church. And okay. that church helped develop me and helped me to know how to minister to their people. And so that to me that was a blessing in disguise because yeah. uh, from there that was in the city of Nairobi. Uh, we targeted an area of uh, – Kenya that was rural area and most of our work has been in the rural areas where there's huts and there's villages and chiefs and those kind of things so uh, most of our things have been outside the main city though we have a couple cities uh, that we're working in Uh, so so you said it was kind of a a blessing in disguise to have the American missionary basically leave as soon as you arrived and get trained you were trained by nationals basically on the field training yeah yes Yes, and I think it was a big. There was missionaries that I could draw to and mm-hmm. help get help with family fellowship. You know, a few things here and there to ask sure. advice from. But uh, basically, it was I was hand in hand with the nationals, so blending my hearts with them. Absolutely, and that's the way I think it should be. Well, and you talked about you know trying to adapt to the culture. I mean, it's one thing to have an American missionary tell you how to adapt to the culture. It's another thing for a Kenyan to yes. say, "This is how we want you to adapt to right. our culture," yes. and you can basically integrate become one of them i guess which is yes. part of the job of a missionary right to yes i i think it you change your identity you change your culture yourself to reach them that's what jesus did when he came to this earth sure. and he became one of us uh to reach us and mm-hmm. i think that's to me i think that's helped me um in the long in the long run and uh, i feel more like a kenyan african than I do an American yeah. from the inside. I don't know. I still yeah. bleed blood, red blood American. I don't yeah. know. But um, uh, I, I thank the Lord for that. those experiences that he gave me there. Absolutely. And your ministry has been exceptional where you continue to work with nationals. Can you describe uh, the church planting and the, you know, the work that you do, training folks and, and, and mm-hmm. things like that? So from the from the epistles from Paul and his ministry and the work that he's he's done and the examples that we find in the scripture, um, th- I tried I tried to develop everything that we could to kind of have a have a have a like a an example that we have a biblical reason for doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and uh, see the life of Paul putting his life and pouring it into other people around him so that they can continue on and do that work like Second Timothy two two. 
and the same uh, commit that of faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And mm-hmm. so that's the that's the philosophy that we've used in uh, pouring into nationals and the nationals pouring them and in themselves into other nationals and continuing that process. And as we're you know working with them, we started out. As a church plants, you know, we were in charge until we found nationals that were faithful mm-hmm. and then uh, transitioned over them being in charge of those churches and then training and them helping us train the next generation of nationals. And then when those, those were trained and accountable to me and the other elder uh, national pastors that we started out with, then those other men were accountable to those guys and then were sent out after that. And so it's a process of us vetting someone not sure. just by myself but mm-hmm. the nationals are helping in that area and that that's more productive than just you know me looking at it yeah and it's truly a fulfillment it, so. of that verse you quoted where uh you've committed to faithful men and now faithful men are teaching others also yes. so that you're not the only influence training right. national pastors national pastors are training national pastors yes. and yes. uh it's becoming a a a, a, a reproductive fruitful you know, style of ministry. How many churches have you been involved in getting started? We've uh, helped to start from our nationals, uh, pastors, and the ones that we've worked with, 32 churches. And we have several that are coming up and graduates getting ready to finish that are looking for places that they need to start to. So we always have something in the works, always somebody (laughs) being There's somebody in the pipeline. There's, there's, There's always a flow. Yeah, that has to be continually open from the youth age, youth direct, youth from the from the youth camp age, and then through the Bible college. So, um, well, and this concept that you're talking about is not exclusive to missions. It's not new. This is it's this not, is it's, something it's every ministry. church should be doing. It's ministry. Yeah, it's how you perpetuate your gospel in that town and your ministries in that community, so that. It continues yeah. to the next and the next generation. I was just talking to a, a lady in our church who is involved in music, and we we consider ourselves to be relatively young, but um, we're we're not you know just fresh out mm-hmm. of Bible college either. Yeah. And we were just marveling at the fact that wow, the kids that the lives that we touched eight years ago, you know, yes. as their children now they're teenagers, and now they're yes. worse influencing them in another capacity in their teenagers, and just give it a few more years, we're gonna be influencing their lives as college age and then they're going to be young adults married yes. with their own kids in just a matter of years and it's it's amazing how quickly right. you know that right. changes and there's a narrow window of time yes. you can touch and yes. influence people because give it a few years through your adult church members right yes and so you get the influence a little bit and as they get older you realize how small of a part that was but it was a crucial part yeah critical because we can't be ownership of this god's will in people's lives true God is in control. Mm-hmm. God is in charge. And we pray that God would influence them with everybody that he puts in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we go on, I realize even our national pastors that are starting churches now, mm-hmm. I have a very small part <laughs> in, yeah. what they, in what what they've been taught. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a big part in producing the people mm-hmm. to teach them. But my time spent with them is a lot less than it used to be because yeah. many other people are putting their time and their life into them. So Absolutely. that's... That's that's I like that development. In chapel the other day, you said something, and you were making an appeal to our college students about, hey, yes. would you come over, you know, do a internship, missions trip with us? You've just gone through a 
a change in your life where you've got yes. your empty nesters now, yes, yes. you and your wife, and there's a possibility where you can have some people come over and help you stay with you. And you're still developing that it's an ongoing yes, thing, yes. but it's a desire you know that you have where you get other people involved. And you made this plea on the premise of the need for missions in Africa specifically. And you talked about the concept of demographics and yes. how they are changing. Can you give a explanation of how the demographics in Africa are changing and how that affects our response with the gospel? Well, in comparison to the rest of the world, most of the world is looking at economy and food source and mm -hmm. those kind of things and trying to lower the need for food so we can be able to feed the entire world. Um, Africa is not thinking that way. They're far behind that. Mm -hmm. But then you see uh, other religions have also, like the Muslim world or other places around, uh, you know, that they're, they're, they don't have this uh, economic agenda mm -hmm. in their country or whatever. So uh, they continue giving birth to children like normal, mm -hmm. like it used to be in America 50 years ago. Sure. You know, 100 years ago where it's not unheard, not unheard of to have 10 to, you know, whatever kids eight to 10 kids, but then, uh, um, but America and a lot of places are under the economic, uh, you know, agenda that, you know, we need to have less children sure. because children are a burden and no longer a blessing like the Lord tells us in his word mm -hmm. that they're a blessing from the Lord. And so uh, those, it kind of highlights the, the growth of happening in America, or sorry, in Africa, to where over uh, those populations are doubling in population, like Kenya has doubled in doubled in population since we've been there, okay. more, more than doubled, and so 57 million now, and then in the next projected growth of 50, 2050 would be, um, uh, you know, over uh, doubling again, and half the countries in Africa would do the same. So wow, that's exponential a, growth. There's yes, yes. There's a hundred. There's one point five billion that live in all of the Africa now, and it's about the size of two United States mm -hmm. is area size. So a wow. lot of that is unused. A lot of that is Saharan desert. Mm -hmm. um, but so there's pockets of population. Mo most yeah. most of those air most of, half of those countries will double again in size by 2050. So um, that's that's where we're going, and we that's where people are. That's where people are struggling with hunger. We got to reach mm -hmm. them before they get the gospel before they die and our biggest the biggest goal is i'm at the age almost 50 years old that how much longer can i be there 25 years is behind us mm. and do i have 25 more years to give this on the field and i started to go into the field that i could do this i can reach africa for christ through kenya i could do this mm -hmm. i'm strong enough i'm big enough you know I, my god's big enough and i'm like squirting hell with a squirt with a squirt gun you know and trying to finish the flames you know whatever yeah but um uh you get to this age and i had a hip replacement had some other health issues and with my wife and that kind of thing how long can i do this if i had 25 more years i'd thank the lord for that and mm -hmm. love every minute of it um, but who's going to do it next? Mm -hmm. Who's, who's going to follow those footsteps? Not who's going to take my place and work with our nationals, but who's going to go to these other places that they have nobody mm -hmm. and who's, who's going to reach them. So my goal and my prayer is over the next 20, 25 years that we can have a hundred new missionaries on the fields of Africa in the next 25 years. So, wow. uh, that, that's our plea and that's our, we got to start, we yeah. got to start early because 
those kids that can reach those people in 2050 are in 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 Sunday school now. Mm-hmm. They're in junior church. They're in teen. You're looking at that pipeline, and you're realizing and, who are these missionaries? They're yes. children right now. So we got to prepare them. Parents need to prepare them. Maybe mistakes, yeah. mistakes as parents, as mistakes. We can't maybe go to the field. There's health. There's things we can prepare the next generation to reach the world for Christ. And yeah. it needs to be done everywhere around the world, not just Africa. Yeah. But that's my heart is in Africa. Yeah, and you talked about you know the statistic. I somebody. I and I can't verify these you know statistics, but I was told um, I did some, did some research that um, that Nigeria is going to be the most populous country in the next twenty thirty years based yes. on projections because China with one child policy their yes. population they're about to hit a crisis where they, they have no young people right. uh, to support the elderly and yes. that's the problem in America yes. you got all these baby boomers hitting retirement age and there's not the young people to support them right. through social security. Right. And so um, Africa has the opposite problem. They got so many young well, people. If nothing changes, I yeah. mean, some of, these yeah, re- I, some of these reports are coming out yeah. to try to change that flow. Oh, okay. So they're, they're trying try to say, hey, you try, know, try to get family economic. planning here, guys, you know. Okay. <laughs> so there are groups and yeah. they're starting there. I mean, uh, for a long time, yeah. medical teams have been trying to uh, force abortions or mm. try to institute those kind of things of family planning into Africa yeah. that most of the African countries and governments are against it. They sure. don't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah. And As they you know, should. so it's a political thing mm. in some areas, but they're trying to, you know, f- push something, but I don't <laughs> don't know how, how it's going to go exactly how, sure. it, how it says, you know, so but the fact remains, it's, it's, still it's growing. Yes. It's growing, whatever rate it is, it's going to grow yeah. and we need more missionaries. Right. And you're an advocate and you're, you've made a plea to our students, Hey, come over, do an internship with us. Yes. And can you speak to the effectiveness, the purpose of that? I mean, what did, what is the expected outcome of getting a person over on a young person on the mission field? I'll just give my idea of it. It, your eye affects your heart. Yes. If you want a young person to surrender to the mission field, take the abstract nature of missions out of the yeah. equation and make it concrete. Make it something that they can say, I've experienced this, and hey, I could see myself doing this. Right. Is, is, am I right or wrong? Yes, yes, you're, you're right. I believe uh, it's very, very uh, crucial for the eye affecting the heart mm-hmm. to, for them to see and touch and smell and hear everything that they can see on the mission field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't actually do that in a presentation. We can't do that through a video. We can't do that through, you know, used to be slides, now it's mm-hmm. videos, now it's podcasts. We can't do that. Sure. Uh, but getting them to the field and then not just a mission trip where they're going and having a vacation, but a little bit more intense where they're getting training, cultural training, language training. Um, and then there's there's some more programs out there that we're looking at that we can possibly do even for a year internship that they would take some internship and be at their home church and then other internship they would be in Africa and other missionaries helping with that as well. Um, So we're trying to put our heads together, do what we can, uh, be available Mm -hmm. and try to find the names and people that we can pray for and ask God to start using them and point them in a direction where they can be more successful when they go to the field. The dropout rate on the first term is so high of yes. a missionary going to the field. Mm-hmm. If they know and they're prepared, then they can do they, they can be more ready when they go to the field the first time. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And obviously, you know, you want people to get in contact with you about this. Is a it's a broad are you casting a wide net to try and, you know, advertise and 
starting at colleges and then going also to uh, uh, youth groups, uh, okay. pastors, per- personally, people that have supported us for a lot mm-hmm. of time, and they believe in us, and we believe that they're trying to develop their young people to serve the Lord. Um, so that's where we're starting, and uh, you know, how, see how, how can people how contact you? So um, we have our uh, uh, prayer card, and we have email, mail at shelbysinkenya.org, and mm-hmm. that is our email we can use. And then um, I'm on WhatsApp, uh, some other things and some information we can give. Absolutely. Here. Yeah, and obviously if anybody's watching, they can contact us here at Providence Baptist College, yes. and we can forward your information and to I'm, those folks. So we're with BIMI, so okay. other, they can contact us through BIMI as well. Perfect, okay. And um, through website, uh, shelbysinkenya.org. Okay, uh, perfect. They can look at those things and see our recent prayer letters and other updates that we've done. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us and Amen. a wonderful challenge to everyone uh, for World Missions. Amen. Appreciate God it. Bless. Make sure you check out our other episodes on YouTube. Uh, make sure that you like this video, you comment, and uh, that you share it with somebody who would be benefited by it. And make sure you also check out the audio-only platforms as well. God bless you. Thank you for watching.